Hello, and welcome to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle, and this is episode 33. Are you ready for summer? If hearing the word summer takes you by surprise, don't worry, you're not alone. Springtime was a complete blur as we sheltered in our homes and tried to remain safe. In this episode, we want to talk about what we plan to do with our children over the summer as we continue to cope with quarantine. If you find yourself homeschooling for whatever reason, this is an episode that you'll need to hear. If you're a new listener to our podcast, I'd like to thank you for joining us. I'm an entrepreneur, mom to twin girls, And this podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, but it is for all parents who want to supplement their child's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history, and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe and share. If you want to keep this podcast going, please consider supporting us by donating via our Patreon page for a low monthly cost. Visit patreon.com slash cleverly changing. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash C-L-E-V-E-R-L-Y-C-H-A-N-G. I-N-G. Today's African proverb is, where the water is the boss, the land must obey. It's now time for the word of the episode. Dun, dun. Seasons in Swahili is Magira. This is Cleverly Cultured Kids! So we are still dealing with the pandemic and we're still at home practicing the stay at home orders. So I wanted to talk a little bit about summer and what we're going to do. And I wanted to hear from my daughter. I wanted to hear her perspective about what she's looking forward to and how she's dealing with the whole pandemic. So how's it going? It's been fine. A little bit boring because we do the same stuff every day, but otherwise, eh. It's it's the same, kind of. Are you looking forward to life after the pandemic when we can have fun again? Yes. What do you think that's going to look like? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. What do I you really think that we've adopted now that we'll probably have to continue to adopt for a while? Face masks and stuff. What is the other things besides wearing face masks? Uh, social distancing, maybe? I don't, I don't know. So... I think quarantine might be over. People might be able to go out. But you're still going to have to... Like, people that have the virus and haven't recovered are still going to have to quarantine and stuff. Right. And we're still going to stay like six feet when you say social distance you're talking about trying to yeah the six feet and that's try to stay six feet from other people I know we've gone on a hike and I noticed that when other people were hiking um, it wasn't a lot of people it was really less than a handful but we would move off the trail so that they could pass by without us you know being that close now when you pass people do you get a little bit nervous when you see them no so that is it do you have a different feeling than when you would pass people before no it's the same yeah 
Is there anything that makes you curious or uneasy about life after the quarantine? Uh, no, not really. So how do you feel about it overall? Um, so, I mean, there's been other pandemics and I think it could be similar, just more devastating in certain areas, I guess. I, I really don't know. Right. Has it affected you personally at no, all? No. So you don't know anybody who has had COVID? No. Not any of your friends. I know some people who have, but um, I didn't necessarily share that with you. Um, all right. So I know that usually at the end of the school year, we usually take time to do summer camps, probably, you know, two or more. And this year, that's probably going to be different. How does that make you feel? Um, I'm fine with that. Um, I like... I kind of like going to summer camp, even though like going to the pool and stuff is more favorable in my opinion. So do you think that the summer is going to be the same or just a little bit different? I think it's going to be a little bit different. What are you anticipating those differences to um, look like? I, I don't know. I just think it's going to be at least slightly different. Okay. What would be ideal for you in light of what has happened? So the fact of the matter is we know we're probably not going to be able to do a traditional summer camp the way we did it before, but what would a different type of summer camp that would be fun, what would that look like for you? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't really like summer camp. I mean, some are fun, some are um, boring, but um, an ideal one would be like maybe a Zoom meet every once a week or something where you just go and you like do art projects and stuff. Oh, I like that. So maybe a virtual camp where at the begin at you know the beginning of the week or one one day they give out projects and then you all come together to share what those projects are. Yeah, I guess. That kind of reminds me of the STEM camp that we did last year. We would do projects each week and compete against other classes. And you're saying do something kind of similar to that, but everything would be virtual. Yes. Okay. So I, li I like that idea. What are some other ideas that could make a virtual summer camp or an at-home summer camp? Because even though you know the virtual summer camps do ex exist i'm okay with us doing things outdoors just like we went hiking and stuff like that i'm okay with us doing um because one year i did a summer camp at home i think we could redo that type of summer camp where we participate in activities and we have a schedule and do um, just a variety of different things is that something you would be open to uh, I, I like don't. tennis, basketball, soccer, maybe um, doing some rocket launches, other what, things like that. Um, okay, that seems interesting, but does it always have to be summer camp? Can there be like other activities? When you say other activities, can you give me an example? Just like summer stuff that's not summer camp. You're talking about like swimming? Yes. So I'm, I'm okay with us swimming. I'm just not sure. I wanna hear some more reports about safety being in a pool because I already had my reservations about public pools anyway. So I'm waiting to hear a little bit more to ease my fears about a public swimming pool. If we had a swimming pool at home, I totally just, would why, do that. Why not we just buy one of those large inflatable ones? They're not as cool. I don't think they're as enjoyable. I, I think they're cool as long as, like, if, if, it, if you get a tall one. Yeah, I don't really like those, to be honest with you. So. Oh, okay. All right, so I know you want to go swimming. 
And I think that maybe if we make a, a plan to go to the beach or something like that, that could probably be arranged. And I would be comfortable with that. Oh, yay. We can go and do beach stuff. Yeah. Um, it seems like most normal summer activities will get either halted or like slowed down or there'll just be less people there, which that's fine. I think you're right. What, now, I know normally during the summer, we do a family trip and a family vacation. And so I'm actually concerned about that because that's something I really look forward to during the summer. Last year, we um, went on a cruise and we went, um, the adults took a vacation too, but I loved it. I had a great time. I just don't think I, I, don't, want, to, I don't want to do a cruise. I, I don't think we'll be able to do a cruise this year. I think some people will. I'm just yeah. not comfortable doing a cruise. I think maybe like all the family like going to the beach would be cool. Yeah, I think that's just, what we should do. And just like hanging out and doing random beach stuff. Yeah, and I would like to do a road trip. Yes. Like, road trips are fun. Yeah, I think we should do a road trip. And so I don't think we have to cancel summer. Which is no. good news. I, I think we question. can just do other things that we feel more in control of our environment. I have a question. Yeah. Does it take multiple days to drive to the other side of the, um, like to California? It does. Like how many days? Well. And how would you stop? Like where would you stop? Would you get a hotel? You could get a hotel. You could do an RV ride. I think it takes like three days um, or longer. So it'll actually take, if we went straight through, one day and 18 hours from where we live now, which isn't that bad, it's, but yeah, no. no adult can just stay up for that many hours. No, so we would have to, and then there's so many cool places to see in between. Oh. So if well, we maybe, did it, yeah, we would do we it would, over the course of, probably, like, of just, a week. Yeah, that, that would be cool. And then we would stay there for a few days or maybe a week. <laughs> we probably aren't going to stay there for a week. Two, a two-week trip seems cool. It does seem cool. Um, yeah, okay. But that's something that we should probably start planning and brainstorming. But I think there's a lot that we can still do under the circumstances. We're just probably not going to be in any area with a lot of people. So yeah. if we went to a beach, we would have to find a private beach. What? Yeah, they okay. exist. Like you can book a reservation for a beach? Well, a lot of times, um, and we've done this where we stayed at a resort that didn't have a public beach. It was private. So only people that are at that resort would go to that particular beach. What? Wait, what? So... Um, Myrtle Beach. There is... are some there are some places where it's even less. So, you know, the more you pay for your lodging, the you know, you can have a really exclusive spot. So well, I think that's something that we definitely can consider. Well, many people will be at the beaches anyway. Like, would you have to do that? Because to me, it would seem like, oh, people are going to be scared of going outside. Some, so some people no. will be scared, but. It's it's already warming up, More and we often saw than not, they'll be out. We saw a lot of people on the news last weekend who had flocked to Atlantic um, City and Ocean Ocean City. So there are a large number of people who are not scared to go out. So we can't just automatically assume that hey, the beaches aren't going to be crowded because everybody is getting restless from being in the house. So. If we really wanted a private beach, we would have to pay to get a private beach. True, true. All right. Well, it was great to hear your thoughts about it. Do you have any um, final words that you want to say about summer camp and just the whole pandemic experience? Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay six feet away from people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. And that is all, folks.
And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Cleverly Changing Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Miriam, and this is episode 33. Today, we'll be discussing coronavirus and summer. A lot of uncertainty is hanging over many families' heads. And um, as of right now, there have been lots of lots of cancellations. Schools have closed the buildings for the rest of the school year, and many jurisdictions have canceled summer camps, uh, state-funded summer camps, and a lot of private summer camps have also decided not to move forward. This summer, you may have vacation plans that you're wondering about. Maybe you'll cancel. Maybe you'll go. It all depends on what the virus and the outlook for it is showing. Do you have anything to add to? Wow, I think that I think that this is just an unprecedented time for families and in order to get through it we need to start planning now to make sure that we're not overwhelmed for what could happen when summer comes so i think for a lot of families my recommendation is that they keep schooling (laughs) because i think (laughs) for some families they haven't really been taking schooling Um, to heart. Not everybody. I'm just saying some people, their child still needs to go over those concepts to make sure that they're staying fresh and understanding what's happening. So you can throw in some fun, some movie nights, some, you know, popcorn parties, some ice cream parties. Like you can do fun stuff with your kids. But I think for some children, they're going to need to continue schooling. So that's yeah. one option for families. It is. Um, I also think that one thing that could make things a little easier is to try some project-based learning. So to uh, have an overall question or theme and work into that all your other subject matter so that you're hitting on various topics and kind of flying under the radar with the kids because sometimes, you know, they realize, hey, mommy's trying to teach me something, dad's trying to show me something, and then they push back. But if you take a completely different approach, it can be much more pleasant for everyone and you might even find the biggest smiles on their faces because they're having a great time (laughs) and don't realize that this is you know a for real for real learning experience yes i think that's so important to do and i think that the project idea is incredible because it will give parents some focus and i think you know I've talked about it in the past that when you're winging it, your children know. And (laughs) they, they often will get anxious and that's where problems start when it seems like you're just grabbing stuff out of the air. But if you're taking time to really plan and think about it, to put a whole theme around it, you're more likely than not going to seem much more intentional and your kids are going to better receive that sort of intentionality. And so for me, I think, you know, just in this podcast and in the conversation, I think we should be encouraging others to start planning as well as starting planning on our own. And last week, I did a vision board with my kids on life after COVID. And so that was with the mindset that, you know, there will be, it's something to look forward to. And I think doing some projects like that, like 
this is what we're going to do. This is what we have to look forward to is something that we could really embrace because we don't want our kids to just all of a sudden lose hope and thinking, I'm just stuck at home for the rest of my life. Like we don't mm-hmm. want them to have that sort of mindset and we shouldn't have that mindset because there will be light after COVID. Now life may be different. Oh, it and will so be. If, <laughs> yeah. And so if you want to start thinking, how can I incorporate these new things that I plan to, um, to take to heart? So, you know, like keeping hand sanitizer in the car, making sure that you teach your kids proper hand washing. Like all of these things we probably did before, but we need to do them now with more intentionality and really explain to kids why this is so important. And I think it's also changing the way that we do everyday, everyday things like grocery shopping where right. those who are single, single parents, they have to keep their kids with them. But for families who don't, you know, it may be a multi-generational family. It may be families with a spouse or a partner and things like that. They are probably less likely to take their kids everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, you just did. Right. Can I just interject here? This is kind of off topic, but not quite. So when you were talking about single parents having to navigate taking their children with them, I saw a post on Facebook a little while back and the post said something to the effect of all of you caring folk out there who want to call the police on a child in a vehicle. Please don't. Because they may only have one parent available and that parent went in the store to grab something and didn't want to take them and risk exposing them to things and people. And I thought to myself, you know, (laughs) I was a little conflicted. I totally get it. I completely get it. You know, like if you leave your child in the car to go pay the gas station attendant, nobody thinks anything of that. But if you run into the 7-Eleven, nobody thinks about that. But if you go into Target, Walmart, something like that, if someone sees your child in the car, they're kind of freaking out and may consider calling the police. And now you've got to deal with this officer or um, social services or something else, depending on how deep and far it goes, you know? And I was thinking, you know, wow, I hadn't really thought of that, but clearly I'm sure this is the plight of many a single parent who's concerned about the safety of their child. And I I was thinking, man, this is sad. This is horrible, (laughs) you know? I get it. Young kids touch everything, lick stuff, and uh, you know. I think it's horrible, but I think that's where you you have to be a parent, and you can't leave your kid in the car. Like I'm not a I'm not a fan of that. I think there are so many more dangers other than your kid catching corona can happen if you leave them in the car. So I I don't condone that. I, I mean I just I'm like. You put a mask on that kid. You bring your your own wipes and stuff. Wipe down your card or, you know, like you find a way to keep your kid with you because your kid is going to be safer with you regardless. So I I think that's a ridiculous concept. I'm sorry. (laughs) Honestly, I didn't think it was that ridiculous. I totally understand the sentiment behind it. I don't think that it's the best option. It's not something I would do. I wouldn't want no, to. No, because somebody can steal your kid. Right. Just so Cars insane. get stolen all the time with children in the back because the, the fool didn't realize that there was a child or maybe they did and just didn't give a rat's behind. I don't know. But this kind of stuff happens. This was like, uh. And so the, the idea behind the post after I was reading through comments, which were for and against, um, was... If you see a child in the car and you're concerned, instead of calling the police, why don't you just sit by the car and be a good citizen and make sure nothing happens to the child? Because 
you never know. And I was like, yeah, I guess that is an option. But <laughs> so you, it's you taking your child with you. <laughs> if you. If you can see how my face looks at all of this, I'm just not a fan of this at all. I think it's ridiculous. And I, I mean, okay, so I want people to understand that I grew up in a single parent home. So me providing my criticisms is not from a place of privilege. Um, it's, it's from a place of knowing. And when I grew up, I, my mom took me everywhere she went. And I know she didn't want to take me everywhere, even doctor's appointments. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, her life was my life. My life was her life. There was really no separation of the two. And that was the sacrifice she had to make. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I am by no means judging parents because I don't have the authority to do that. But I think that as, as an adult, we have to be wise. And I don't think that is wise to leave your, so I think there are multiple things. And I think we're talking about planning for this summer thing and planning is planning. So, you know, do you have a friend? Do you, is there someone that you trust that, you know, you can say, Hey, can I leave my kid while I go to the grocery store or while I run to the doctor or wherever you have to go that's an emergency, I think you need to find provisions before your last resort is the car. Because, I mean, for instance, we have all these friends on Facebook. Can you reach out to at least one person? And here's the thing. Sometimes we don't like to ask for help. Yeah. You know, but when we do, more likely than not, of course, it's not all the time, especially mm -hmm. if somebody always does it, but people often understand your position and will say, hey, yeah, I can watch your kid for, for a little bit. You know, we, we have to be, this is really a time where the village comes into play and we have to really be a village for other people. So I understand I that. do some planning and try. You know? Yeah, the only thing that I think part of the point, too, that was being made was that the village is being very, very broken up due to the, <clears throat> excuse me, due virus. to the coronavirus situation. And so a lot of people are less willing to get their village on because they are concerned about transmission. So, um, you know, I... I understand completely where the post was coming from. I get it, but I think, like you said, I think that there are other ways that the situation could certainly have be taken care of. And I know, you know, it's not um, feasible for everyone to be able to order in their groceries or have Amazon Prime and get things delivered and so they can minimize their need to go to the store or expose their child to things that they would rather not. So, you know. Well, that's... It's so, just, like me, I said, I don't think that leaving them in the car is the best option, <laughs> the option to take. However, I understand how someone could... could be in that position. Yeah, has that... I can definitely understand being in that position, but I think you, you have to exhaust all other options. So, okay, you don't want to expose your child. So can you give someone the money to go grocery shopping for you? Like there are just, to me, there are just so many. Yeah, other I agree. There's other ways to skin a cat. Definitely. <laughs> and I don't want people to think it's okay. Just like, oh, well, that's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just that's just my position but we're yeah. we're you know on a okay so. well yeah so coming back to the summer planning right okay so i want to tell you one of our plans for this summer so as i was speaking about project-based learning a little bit ago one of ours is my garden you know i love to get in the dirt and plant some seeds and harvest some items and all that good stuff, right? So um, 
just this week actually even part of it was to dig a few rows so we have a new garden bed like I don't have enough already but whatever and um to fence it in with some deer netting so um we did some perimeter work right and we had to um, measure our rows and we worked with uh, parallel lines and spacing. So in our garden prep, <clears throat> we are incorporating science and math and even some social studies because I have some pretty nifty seeds. So this year, my garden theme is kind of um, blackness. So I have a blackly black black garden this summer. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm gonna tell you. So a lot of what we are growing is um, traditionally African American or rooted in the diaspora. So I have some Haitian tomatoes. I have some African eggplants. I have cow peas, which are like black eyed peas and things like that. Yeah. Um, I have some black peanuts. Um, what else? You know, peanuts are an African thing. And that will also bring us into some social studies discussing George Carver. Excuse me, George Washington Carver. Let me say the whole thing so people will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and <laughs> in case you didn't know that he was the man. And um, what else do we have? Um, we have some Callaloo. We have, um, oh, I have so many things. <laughs> so many, many things. Oh, some fish peppers. And those peppers are so pretty. Look, I started growing some already. The leaves are not straight green they're green and they have these white uh swashes on them almost looks like um ivy or golden pothos or something like that they're really pretty oh. so i've got all these you know interesting items i got some okra some um, native american okra i got some african okra i've got we're doing a lot <laughs> so the um Social studies is coming into play there. We have math in play here. We have science in play here because we're watching the seeds grow. We're doing what we need to do to get them to germinate. We have our little makeshift um, greenhouse, which is nothing but a plastic tote. <laughs> but we put the seeds in little cups and stick it in a tote and cover it up and put it in the window so it can get some extra heat and it gets those seeds growing pretty quickly so that's uh one of our ongoing projects so that's awesome i mean there's lots of ways to you know make them feel included and that they can enjoy and still be learning things Yes, I think gardening is probably going to be a big, a lot of people are going to be embracing it as we go into the months ahead, just because yeah. I think being home and being so fearful in some cases of going to the grocery store, they're like, well, I need to have something just in case, something that we've grown for mm -hmm. times when I can't quite make it out to the market. So I think it is going to be a very popular activity this summer and you know just now i've seen a lot of people on instagram gardening with their kids so it's mm -hmm. definitely something that i've been embracing with my girls as well i'm by no means <laughs> as uh studious about the planning and all of that as you have been but it is something that i i am seeing the value in and i'm i'm enjoying so Okay, well, let me know if I need to swing by with some seeds for you, girl. I got all kinds oh, of yeah. things. 
<laughs> so we, we, we do need some seeds. So this is good. This is yeah. good. We can make that happen. I'm going so. to give this suggestion to the listeners, though. Um, if you're really concerned about making, um, I don't want to say making ends meet, but tying up some loose ends when it comes to having to go to the grocery store and things, it's helpful to be specific about the seeds that you're getting. So you can look for seeds that do particularly well in um, cold temperatures so that you can have things. Because, you know, most stuff will do well when it's pretty warm. Um, there are some things that don't do so well when they're warm because they don't like it, like broccoli and greens and stuff like that. But <clears throat> if you pick the right spot somewhere shady, you can, you might be able to make it work. But um, yeah, choosing seeds that can work for a variety of weather situations is a good idea. So then, you know, even if this stretches out much longer than anybody wants it to, um, you'll still be able to have some things growing and planting. And you'd be surprised. I mean, there's some beans, there's greens, lettuces, um, peas. There's a lot of plants that actually do okay in the cold. Well, plus you also have to think about where you're living. And if a plant has a name that sounds cold, like Alaska or British Columbia, that's what you want. <laughs> Because it's made for cooler climates. So yes, that's my little uh, garden tangent tip for you there. Um, I was also thinking about um, summer camps. Did we talk about that already? So we touched on it. And, <laughs> and um, <laughs> that, that is the topic. We introduced that as the topic of okay. the show. And yes, we, we, I mean, but I think gardening is one of the things that people can do. And I know a lot of times things are harvested probably before the summer, but there are some things that go into the summer. So in thinking about what you're going to do for summer camp, if gardening is one of those things, you want to look at the atlas and find what things um, you know, you can grow during the summer. So it's all about planning ahead. And, you know, you can really just kind of map out that and how you're going to incorporate the kids. Of course, it depends by ages, but, you know, mm -hmm. giving everybody their own garden bit, if you, if you possibly oh, yeah. can, I think that's a great way for kids to really see, hey, I did this, this one was mm -hmm. mine, you know, and they're really able to see the fruits of their labor in a real tangible way. And so um, that's something that we're definitely going to incorporate into our summer. And, um, you know, I, I would love for the summer to just open up and we can be on our jolly way, but I doubt it. Right. But that's what I was getting at. So <clears throat> people who typically will put their children into summer activities, summer camps, and um, um, they have a thing around here called summer playground, which isn't full on camp, but pretty close. Um, you know, tennis camps, swimming camps, all these other kinds of camps, you know, STEM camps, um, things that can be done instead um, it may be easier i'm thinking for those who are able to stay home but if you're not able to stay home then you've got to come up with something else um, i don't know if people are beginning to feel a little bit more relaxed about social interactions or not some people definitely are because yeah, i tell you i'm seeing a lot of that <laughs> When it was Mother's Day, people were gathering all over the place. So. Yes. <laughs> I shouldn't. But mind, no but judgment. I am. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to judge people, but me and my house, we won't be at home. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm but not going to lie. You know, to each his own. To each his own. I think that, uh, you know, as, as things move forward, I think that a lot of the distancing is going to get a little bit closer. 
and not because of you know trying to buck the system but because there's not much other option so you may end up having to send your children to your grandma or grandpa or something like that because, out of necessity right Right. I think I think it's harder for people who have health conditions and people with elderly people, mm-hmm. um, because I think those are the ones who are more cautious. Yeah. Um, and I know that for us, that is that is one of the cost, one of the reasons why we've been so cautious is because of the the health concerns. Um, I'm not I'm not afraid or fearful or anything like that. I just feel like you have to you know, be cognizant and, and act accordingly and make common sense decisions mm-hmm. based on your, you know, the health needs of your household. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, that's just, to me, that's just a wise, the wise thing to do, but. Yeah, um, I agree. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that, you know, what I've done is I have kind of conditioned myself by now where when I see someone who is, you know, trying to stay back 20 feet or something or doing something that I think is just a little extra, I have to pull myself back and say, hey, check it. You don't know that situation. And it's it's not for them to take my opinion, just like it's not for me to take their opinion on how they feel about the situation. You know, I mean, like just today, I was returning a um, a tool that I rented, and the guy asked me for my name, and he's walking away. Mind you, we're both wearing masks. I don't know if anybody else is having this trouble, but I can't half hear anybody behind all this paper on the face. <laughs> so he's walking further away, and he's saying he asked me my name, and I say, and then. He's walking backwards still, and he's saying, what? Huh? So now I'm like, okay, dude, just stop walking so I can get closer so you can hear me. I'm not trying to give you a kiss on the face. I don't know you. I'm just trying to make sure that you can hear me, and I won't have to say my name five more times so that you can bring me back my paperwork. You know, so I had to pull myself together and say, okay, look, he's concerned for whatever reason or another just stop and spell it out loud. So I kind of shouted down the dock at him. He was like, okay. I'm like, gee whiz. But I have to pull myself together every time and say, I don't know what their situation is at home. Perhaps they have someone sick or elderly or another person that is in the higher risk category. Or perhaps they're just really fearful. I can respect that. Right. Right. And not, and and not I, be nasty about it. Yeah. And I think that's what this time calls for us to be understanding of others. And when it comes to summer camp, there were virtual summer camps that existed before now. I yeah, think they're going to be the a same. lot more popular. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same, but I think they're going to be popular for families. But I think also just you know, you mentioned projects, projects earlier, mm-hmm. reading books, mm-hmm. coming up with book clubs. We're going to see a lot of creativity around engagement online with kids, our teenagers, and we're going to see creating. Like, this is a great time if you're an inventor to invent something. Like, mm-hmm. it's just this, this time of exploration and creativity and, you know, pro- like, if you've been wanting to get a book out, it's time for you to get that book out. And I know that some people, this isn't that time of, ooh, let me get my creative juices flowing and let me produce, produce, produce. Because some people are so overwhelmed with this whole concept, especially, you know, I'm an introvert. So I'm not really having a big, a hard time with this because I'm comfortable. I'm yeah, comfortable it's not that bad to me either. <laughs> No. And I like my family. It's like, oh, hey, I'm so happy my husband is home. So I know, me too. (laughs) It's very different um, for us, but we're not, I think it's very hard for people who are extroverts 
Yeah, who are who thrive in that, you know, social in the environment of people. Yeah. And you know, I've had I've had some interactions with some of my friends who, you know, they are wanting to Skype more. They are wanting to and that becomes overwhelming, you know? <laughs> At least for me it does. And so it's like I understand people's need to do this. There's gonna be a rise in summits, virtual summits and virtual conferences. I know mm -hmm. I've already participated in two and it's mm -hmm. only May. So I think we're just going to see a lot of creativity and, you know, we're seeing those DJ battles. Shoot, there are going to be kids coming up with their own DJ battles. So I think it's like, it's just a new time. Things can blossom out of this. So um, you know, just start planning, talk to your kids, see what it is that they want to do. And I think for families with um, older kids, I think your younger kids, I think that's a bigger challenge where you're going to have to be hands-on. You're going to have to create something. Mm -hmm. um, and it, unfortunately, a lot of the playgrounds are closed. So yeah. I hope that as they open up, people will be spending more time outside and, you know, within the the understanding of whatever the mandates of that city and state are that they're abiding by them but i think it definitely isn't a time to just stay indoors all the time because you're afraid um, but you have to do whatever is acceptable in your area and so i think it's this whole summer is going to be harder for the younger kids but the older kids yes you see you know dj nice you can do what he's doing. Like you have, mm -hmm. if you have a phone, if somebody in your house has a phone, you got the infrastructure, you know, Correct. it's just a time to use your creativity. If you're an artist, it's the time to paint or draw. If you're a poet, it's time to write that poetry. But for parents, it's time for you to find out what is your kid's thing? What drives them? What motivates them? What excites them? And really creating a camp and some activities that center around their talents, skills, and desires. I think you said that pretty well. And with that, I'm gonna shift gears. What about the summer vacation dub? <laughs> it's gonna be a staycation. It's gonna be a staycation. At least, at least for, I think through, uh, through July, without a doubt. Yes, um, yeah. I know a lot of places have already canceled their July 4th celebrations. Yes, yes. And I know that um, I've actually gotten some, some camps that we've attended in the past. I actually got a questionnaire from one of the camps that was saying, do you still want to come? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, look, I don't blame them because, I mean, all this stuff is money. I mean, you know, even though they do care about the children and everything, it's still money driven because we all have to have money to survive in this society right so you if you want to eat you gotta buy that food or some or you know if you're gonna live somewhere you're probably gonna need to pay some kind of overhead cost you know utilities clothes right everything costs a little bit of money so i i completely understand where you know, they're coming from in terms of, do you still want to come? <laughs> so for the families who are saddened by the fact that summer camps may close, our hearts go out to you. And I know that I was a avid summer camp parent. I would put my kids into camps because that was really my time to create and mm -hmm. to work i would work at summer summer camps and i enjoyed that time and so for me it's definitely going to be a shift um in the past like i've taught at a stem camp and i enjoyed it so to not have that outlet is going to be disappointing but it does tell me that you know what else can you do instead you know so i think coming up maybe like if your kid is in theater you know doing puppets maybe your kid can create a puppet show that airs at a certain time and other kids can tune in i don't know like you just kind of have to have the wheels turning and you have to start thinking now what can happen i was going to make a suggestion though 
for the summer vacation, right? So because of the need for distancing, um, camping could be an excellent option. That's what I was thinking. You're not uh, spooky about <laughs> lions no. and tigers and bears. I'll be uh, outside. Yeah, mosquitoes and ticks and all those things, you know. They have stuff for that that can help keep you safe. But uh, yeah, camping could turn out to be, and even if you're not the camping type of person, um, it might be good just to experience it or try it. Well, not for you, perhaps, but for the children, at least, to get a chance to experience that just so they can say, yeah, I've been to camping once or, you know, I really liked it or no, that was not quite up my alley. Whatever it is, it can be a very good experience, learning experience, life experience, just to check it out. And you may not, well, not may not, you won't have to go far because every body, <laughs> everywhere you go, there is some uncharted land. Exactly. <laughs> it's a state park with camping. And you ground. should be able to, Almost yes. Everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should be able to access one without having to, you know, take a whole night's drive, you know, That's two, three true. hours away. Even closer than that. And I, I agree, but I'm just saying at <laughs> most two or three at hours most. away, but it's right. probably a whole lot closer than that. Yeah, so and that's I, I love option. that you gave that suggestion because that's what I was thinking about as well. Because I think right now in our state, the state parks are actually still closed because mm-hmm. um, they're not a part of essential, um, the essential places. They were but talking about think, opening them up soon. Though, yeah, I, I do think they're going to open them up soon. And I think um, as if people are responsible, I think... Um, They'll allow them to stay open. (laughs) Right, right. But sometimes people, you know, if they're trying to throw a party or something, that's not advisable. Right, you Um, give them an inch, they take an L. Exactly, exactly. So I think, you know, I would, you know, I'm just thinking about my family and what we can do. That's definitely something that I would consider for us. I'm I'm actually, um, I'm not so sure about flying. But I definitely do a road trip. Yeah, they're still saying that they don't recommend high-risk folk hop on a flight. Right. Um, So I don't see that in in our near future. (laughs) But, but, you know, we have our mask and we have, um, you know, protective other protective measures, like we have hand sanitizer, Lysol wipe, you know, we have hand sanitizer, right? We have all types of things to, um, to clean up and clean our environments or wherever we are and wherever mm-hmm. we go. I do know because we did go right before the cities closed down, we did drive and take a road trip. And I must say, like, I'm, I'm not a scary person, but um, going to gas stations was less favorable than ever. <laughs> <No. laughs> um, just because, you know, just driving, some gas stations look very shady. And yeah, girl! <laughs> it was before people were wearing masks, so we just had all this stuff, like hand sanitizer, like we were wiping everything. Um, like when we would use the pump. Car door we handles. Car. <laughs> yeah, when we would use the pump, we would get in the car and sanitized in some cases we would just go wash our hands afterwards Mm -hmm. Um, so we did notice that our there was a a heightened awareness and sense of cleanliness i have to step in here real quick and say my people my people hand sanitizer is not a substitute for hand washing (laughs) right it is a stopgap which means if you are unable to get to a soap and a water, then you use your hand sanitizer. You do not use the hand sanitizer in place of said soap and said water because soap and water is going to do a much better job. Let me tell you this quick story. My manly's father was just telling me the other day about a news story he saw where 
they were demonstrating the flammability of hand sanitizer. And I was like, why would they need to demonstrate the flammability of hand sanitizer? Well, it seems that several people have gotten burned because they used hand sanitizer prior to turning on their gas stove. My question is, if if you're at home, (laughs) you better have some soap and water. Why in the entire world are you using the hand sanitizer when you're at home with some soap and some water? Okay. And actually, that's a science experiment that you can do. Like, oh, yeah. If you use hand sanitizer and touch bread and leave it in a plastic bag. Yeah, we did that. Wash your hands and touch bread and leave it in a plastic bag. And then just document. Yeah, we didn't do the hand sanitizer, but we did the hand washing bread and the no hand washing bread. Yeah, Ugh. just do both. <laughs> and and like, I didn't think about the hand sanitizer. Happens. We may have to amend it. You, I think you, we might you still back. have germs on your hands. Yes. They feel dirty. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm going to go back and we're going to redo it and we're going to do one with hand sanitizer. I like that idea. I hadn't thought about that component, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, yeah, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bringing it to a close, I will also throw this suggestion out there. The beach. And I don't mean the main beach. Not your... Virginia Beach, Ocean City, Rehoboth, not your big headline name beach. I mean... Not the one where everybody's out. Exactly. I mean, honestly, you might be able to do that because I'm sure that the... Well, I shouldn't say I'm sure. I I kind of teetering back and forth between, oh, it's not going to be that many people at the beach because people are scared. And then other people are saying, ah, man, forget this. It's warm and I want to be there. I'm going to go. So I honestly expect either about the same amount or more so less people at at beaches due to the situation at hand. But I was thinking more of your secluded beaches and not, not, they're not even necessarily secluded, but there's there's plenty of waterfront available, you know, so you can go to, yeah, other places and not somewhere that has the major boardwalk and, you know, all the t-shirts for sale and all that kind of stuff. So do a little research, planning, as we keep saying the word for the episode, planning. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do a little research and you can find some um, waterfront spots that are, I don't want to say unknown, but they're not heavily trafficked. And you all can spend a day afternoon at this Nice little beach, and you can still get your beach activity in without being around the entire beach going population. And with that, I think I am out of summer vacation ideas. I need to figure out <laughs> what we're going to do. My youngest son keeps coming up to me saying, I want to go beach, mommy. I want to go beach. He's so Aww. serious. Oh, that's so sweet. serious. <laughs> I want to go too. So my, in, in closing, my final ideas are one of the places that you can start is teaching your kids something that is your own hobby and Ooh, I like it. doing something new with them together. I think that my daughter, she's been wanting to crochet. So Ooh, um, I'm going to see what we can make. I'm going to see what we can make. It's definitely not one of my favorite things, but I can get her started and, you know, I can't do the fancy stuff, but I can make a blanket and a scarf. Like, girl, you can do more than you know. You can try a hat. It's not that hard. Well, probably not, but I'm just (laughs) going. This is, so I never took a class on it. My sister, she, she would work with old people and somebody had taught her. So she came and taught me, but she never showed me anything fancy. And I know that there are people who have learned how to do things on YouTube. So I was just about to say YouTube. Can, That's yeah, how I made my hat. <laughs> we're going to try to sew something. We're going to do, do some crafting as a family. And um, I want to do some paint nights. For the whole family, you know, something that the family can enjoy. And I'm going to do some, um, just, I'm going to let my kids teach me something new and I'm going to teach them something new. So those are things that 
are on our list of things to do. And I think that just as families, you can, you know, go on Pinterest and pull up mm-hmm. ideas. Look for staycation ideas. Staycation, you know? that's the word. Yeah, and come up, you know, like, if you need a respite, I think it's very important for you to find a respite at home because mm-hmm. it's a stressful time. And so, you know, create, you know, doing a little foot spa, doing a little um, bubble bath, doing some, your own mani, your own petty, you know, and doing it for your kids and letting your kids do one for you. I mean, it's not quite the same, but it is some bonding time. So enjoy your family and Remember, if you have new show ideas, definitely reach out to us. We want to have conversations that support you and we want to give back to our community in that way. So definitely tell a friend about the Cleverly Changing Podcast and we look forward to connecting with you in the future.